Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all of the things that are troubling, that we're trying to overcome, like obesity, anxiety, and health issues. My name is Sarah. Today, I would like to talk a little bit about gluten intolerance and living a gluten-free lifestyle. Uh, Whether it is something that is uh, coming on from celiac disease or whether it's an intolerance through other autoimmune disorders. So I recently read an article by Sarah Ballantyne, the paleo mom. It's an older article, but it's all about why grains are bad. And essentially, you know, for some people, grains might not be bad, but there are a number of people like myself with autoimmune issues where there are benefits in terms of removing particularly wheat because it will reduce inflammation in your body. Also, a number of people suffer from leaky gut where they have tiny holes in their intestines and then uh, proteins can enter into their bloodstream. And that causes a low level of systemic inflammation. So really, a lot of people that are living a gluten-free lifestyle um, are either doing so to reduce inflammation or because they're um, having a wheat allergy or celiac disease. So that kind of gives you a bit of the why on earth um, there's such a focus on uh, gluten-free products and removing gluten from the diet. So for me in particular, um, my story kind of started way back. I was about 13 and I developed psoriasis. So really thick, um, scaling skin. It was particularly bad on my feet and um, the psoriasis came on. And what I didn't understand with psoriasis at the time, you know, we just went to a dermatologist and they gave me a cream and I thought, oh, you know, it's a weird skin thing like eczema. I had no idea what any of these really were being young. But what I didn't understand is that um, you can actually get arthritis with psoriasis and um, that it is an autoimmune issue. So what you want to try to do to uh, reduce it or put it into remission is to address Um, the autoimmune side of things and really get yourself functioning well. So some of you may have heard there's an autoimmune protocol that really focuses on whole foods, foods that um, reduce inflammation in the body. And so that's essentially what I've tried to do um, over time, removing things that are inflammatory. So of course, for me, you know, I went to a naturopath Um, when I was struggling with anxiety and low energy in my mid twenties, I was completing my graduate degree and I, I essentially hit a wall and I, I knew I needed help a little bit, um, more beyond just getting some extra rest and things like that. So one of the suggestions was to start taking omega supplements and also to try a gluten-free diet. And At 25, so, you know, for me, this was almost 15 years ago, I found it to be really tough. You know, the first thing I did was I went to the supermarket and I bought all of the rice pasta that I could find. I bought um, anything that said gluten-free. And, you know, 15 years ago, it it was still pretty hard to find a lot of things that even 
talked about gluten on the packaging, whether it be gluten-free or, um, you know, sometimes things that don't naturally have gluten now advertise it, but they certainly didn't back then. So it was very confusing. And I remember having a printout from my naturopath of, you know, the things I should be looking for on all the labels and spending like two hours in the store just trying to decide even what to buy. So I did put a very good effort in um, that time and, you know, eventually started adding things in here or there and I was taking um, a digestive enzyme that she had recommended if I did have anything with gluten. And then I found that that was really a slippery slope because it was like I just couldn't really get the full benefit, I think, of removing gluten with that approach because I was still having it but with the enzyme and then um, I just wasn't seeing huge changes in terms of my energy um, and my psoriasis did not budge at all at that point. Um, and so a few years later, I, I tried it off and on. It was always something in the back of my mind like, oh, I should really be gluten-free. Oh, I know I should be gluten-free. I had had testing done um, from the naturopath and again, it, it indicated I should be gluten-free. But I just couldn't seem to manage to stick with it. Uh, I would do even some baking that was gluten-free, but it was kind of like just to reduce the gluten in my diet, which I guess there, there might be benefits for some people in terms of taking that reduction approach. But for me, I think um, with the autoimmune condition, it just, it wasn't enough. So eventually I did uh, go to a different naturopath after my daughter was born and we talked about removing certain foods that were depleting my energy and again that were not good uh, for my autoimmune condition. So I not only removed gluten, but I did remove dairy and some other foods as well that um, she felt weren't good for my system. And I found it easier that time. I don't know whether I had more resolve. I think I was much more determined to see a difference with my psoriasis. And so I was able to more successfully remove gluten at that time. I think the inflammation was so bad. I remember just hitting a point where, um, you know, my daughter was about six months and I just felt that the, the way that I felt was like, what maybe a 65 year old would feel like in terms of my body and I was in my low 30s and and I just wasn't willing to live like that and I knew that in my gut something was wrong literally in my gut and um and that that wasn't how I should be feeling every day so I I did remove gluten I did remove dairy and like I said I think taking the two of them out at the same time made a difference and the reason why was because I was choosing completely different foods. So, you know, if you're somebody that eats a traditional Western diet, maybe you like pizza. Well, you know, especially a few years ago, there weren't so many alternatives with the gluten-free pizza or dairy-free cheese. And so to take pizza out of my diet in gluten only, but the cheese would, I could still have the cheese, it started to again become a slippery slope. And so I felt like, okay, I just need to remove pizza from my diet and I need to remove grilled cheese and I need to take away the desire to have cheese plus crackers and things like that that tended to go together. Also, a lot of baking 
um, that includes wheat also includes dairy. So, you know, you're going to have maybe wheat flour in there. Well, it's going to also have butter and it might have chocolate chips that contain dairy and, um, you know, other things as well. Um, again, things like cream cheese going with bagels. So it just seemed like removing both gluten and dairy, um, would be the way to go. And it certainly was for me because I had already had a lactose intolerance. So I knew that I had a lactose problem. I also knew I had a protein with dairy. So again, I sort of had the, the science to back it up, but I think doing both together made a huge difference for me. And so at the time, the second time that I, that it, I did it and it actually worked, I also focused on whole foods more close to like an autoimmune protocol. So I didn't go into the store grocery store and head to the health food section and say, give me everything gluten-free. I looked at my diet and I said, okay, what can I have that's a breakfast, that's whole foods, um, that doesn't contain gluten? So one of the things I did a lot of was um, overnight oats. So using gluten-free oats, using like an almond milk, um, you know, lots of cinnamon, you can add blueberries or nut butter or almonds or whatever it is, um, that makes it taste better for you. But, um, that was one that I used as a, a morning thing. I also made my own protein bars. So using like a vegan protein powder and then again, oats and nuts and things that were safe for me was something that worked really well. Um, also, I mean, you can get things like a coconut yogurt now, so that would be something that could be a very easy dairy-free breakfast or making your own muffins, things like that. But, um, I really focused on not going right into a whole bunch of gluten-free products. Part of the reason that, um, I did that as well, focusing more on whole foods. So, you know, chicken with salad and, um, hard boiled eggs or tuna was, because it can be very overwhelming in terms of learning a whole bunch of new recipes at once. And so if you focus more on foods that are um, whole, you're not already having to figure out gluten substitutes for a recipe and kind of almost getting in over your head very quickly. Um, so, you know, that was my experience. And then with my son, he has a neuroimmune disorder. And so again, it is autoimmune and removing gluten is very helpful for him in order to feel the energy that uh, a young child should feel and in order to feel um, all of the positive benefits in his body um, of reduced inflammation, like, um, uh, you know, skin issues as well. And so removing his gluten from his diet was definitely tricky because he was a kid that, you know, loved macaroni and cheese. And again, we were removing dairy too. We knew that that was um, an issue for him. And so in removing both of those from him, focus on the substitutes. And part of the reason is the substitutes don't taste the same. And so if you are a child that is used to eating craft dinner or a grilled cheese sandwich and all of a sudden somebody gives you a gluten-free, dairy-free version of that, it's not going to taste the same. And so kids are, you know, my son was six when we tried, we started removing 
um, gluten and dairy from his diet and uh, to a six-year-old, the, the substitute's not going to fly. I will just say that. Maybe an adult, you know, you you want to try it more, but with a young child, they're just not going to eat that. That is gross, is what they will say. So what I focused on, same thing for him, was the whole foods that we I knew he liked, you know, certain meats, certain um, chicken type thing. And I didn't right away start with all of the gluten-free bread and things like that because it... Um, it was not going to be good. So with me, I definitely had a lot of success removing gluten and dairy. Uh, I saw my psoriasis go into a remission. I have much more energy. I am able to work out. So part of the issue that I had before was, you know, I would finally get my energy up to do a workout. I would do it and I would be sore for days. And, you know, part of it was not being in great shape, but part of it was the autoimmune issue that, um, it just, your recovery is so much longer because your body is already inflamed and sore. Um, so I did see a big benefit and I have seen a benefit in my son. Certainly his disorder is pretty much close to baseline at this point, as close as we will likely get. And I think that his diet helps that. Over time, he has added in some gluten here or there. We've noticed he's able to tolerate some of it, but we are 100% dairy-free with him. We found um, with working with a naturopath and we started to add some dairy back in, he would throw up. And so we knew that the dairy intolerance was really strong and, and we were told it's likely lactose because that's kind of what hits your stomach first. And so he self-regulates that at 10 um, years old because he knows that if he has dairy, he's going to feel sick. So that is um, something that he's very religious about. So those are some of my tips, I guess, in terms of moving towards a gluten-free lifestyle is don't just go right for the products. The, the marketing world is going to try to get you to do that, but I would start almost, it feels like a bit of a detox when you just start with more of a whole foods, clean eating approach because you really then take the gluten uh, cravings away and then then when you are ready and you're feeling better you can start to add in some treats and that's what we did with him and now he loves things like gluten-free dairy-free macaroni and cheese Dea makes a mac and cheese that he really likes and Amy's just uh, released a gluten-free dairy-free frozen mac and cheese and you know those are a great treat for him or some of the gluten-free, dairy-free cookies um, by different brands like Enjoy Life or Kanikinik um, does gluten-free as well. Enjoy Life is um, one of the brands that's all eight allergens are removed. And so that's very helpful with the dairy as well. We also like a lot of the Char products, um, for instance, crackers. Char definitely has the best, almost like an imitation Ritz cracker. And even my daughter, who is not gluten-free, likes those crackers. And so um, I buy those like crazy. I still find the bread is very difficult. Um, you know, I don't love buying frozen bread and I have to take it out two pieces at a time to make a sandwich for my son for his lunch. And um, it you know, there is something missing with the bread and I think it's because we don't go through enough and so I don't buy it fresh daily. Um, but it, 
the bread is still a bit of a challenge, but I've been able to find other things. Definitely a lot of granola and protein bars are gluten-free. And so again, those are good for my son because he's quite active and um, they uh, help fill him up and, and they're kind of a safe food. I find baking has still been a challenge. I've found a lot of great recipes, um, but I've also had a ton of fail recipes and you know you get a lot better at substituting over time so you know I have a certain flour blends that I know work better um, Bob's Red Mill they have a, a pretty good baking flour um, that that I tend to use um, Kaniki Nick has a really good gluten-free pancake mix that everybody loves again including my daughter one of our challenges is that my daughter has an egg allergy and a nut allergy. So we're not only looking at things that are gluten-free and dairy-free in this house, but we also have to consider eggs and nuts. And certain nuts like cashews and pistachios are her allergens. So we can do almond. We can do almond milk, almond butter with things. Um, but I have to use a lot of egg substitutes. So again, that limits my baking uh, in doing an egg substitute. The pancakes, the Kaniki Nick pancake mix works really well. I use uh, just a Panny Rizzo egg replacer or you could use banana or a flax egg in that but um, they taste really good so we we always have to consider all of these things in tandem just to make sure that if I'm baking something the last thing I want to do is bake a banana bread that you know only one person in the house can eat uh, it's just not really uh, economical and it's not a good use of time um, I've also found a few other mixes that have been good. So Betty Crocker has a chocolate chip cookie mix. Now it doesn't have dairy in it. It is gluten-free. Um, the, re the recipe calls for, um, I think, butter. And instead I use either a dairy-free butter or an oil. And then it does call for an egg. But again, I've made it with just, it's only one egg. So you can use an egg replacer with that and it turns out very well it's a very forgiving recipe banana bread chocolate banana bread blueberry banana bread those are all super forgiving recipes for gluten-free um, and a lot of times you can take a banana bread recipe and then just make it into muffins as well uh, it cooks a lot faster and um, then you know if you know you like the recipe as a bread then I would say use it as a muffin uh, because muffins can be finicky it is very I have not had a lot of success making like a wonderful large muffin like what you'd see in Tim Hortons in a gluten-free version. I, I just have not had great success with that, having the light fluffiness. Um, so again, I use more of like a banana bread type recipe. We've also, um, I do make some from scratch again. So, you know, uh, the Minimalist Baker, there's a lot of recipes on there from that you can make that a lot of them are gluten-free. You just have to be careful. Um, but there's tons, tons out there. But just be prepared. It might not turn out that well. You know, it may be. And so I try to save the ones that turn out great. And then, you know, we maybe throw out or eat a little bit of the ones that don't turn out the best. 
I have found also some great gluten-free bakeries. So when I lived in Southern Ontario, one of our favorite gluten-free bakeries was Kelly's Bake Shop because it's not only gluten-free, but it's dairy-free and it's also nut-free. So um, that kind of tended to be an awesome spot for us. I believe it's vegan as well. And so I think it was egg free. So it was pretty much one of those places where we could walk into as a threesome with our food allergies and intolerances and everyone could be made happy and it, it tasted great and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful shop. Um, and another one up here in Ottawa where I am living now is Strawberry Blonde Bakery. So it is vegan and gluten-free and nut-free. So we, again, can pretty much have anything from there. Uh, some of our favorite things have been to get cakes. At my son's birthday, we had a Harry Potter cake made, and it was gorgeous. And my daughter loves donuts, so at her birthday, uh, I had a cake made that had pink frosted donuts on top, and it, it looked like a little dream. So I think um, we've definitely been able to find things that fit uh for our family, even though, you know, sometimes it takes a little more work than maybe just hitting the local grocery store, but, and it definitely costs more, I will say, um, you know, some of these cakes can be very expensive, but, um, you know, custom cakes are often quite expensive, so I sort of look at it that way. I guess I would just um, encourage people that if you are struggling with an autoimmune issue or a neuroimmune issue to consider um, gluten-free. Also, you know, if you think you might have leaky gut um, or, or a bowel issue, definitely considering removing gluten and trying it. Now, for me, it did take months. It took months to heal my gut and see a difference. With my son, it was a lot quicker. You know, kids kids kind of are a lot more resilient and they they don't have the damage that I would have had certainly from a lot more years uh, of issues and so definitely it's something to try I would try it with um, either working with a nutritionist or a naturopath though if you can I think it's having the support is a lot easier and having somebody that you can ask questions and also having somebody that can let you know whether it will benefit your health. I mean, I think there's been a lot of backlash on um, people removing gluten um, or even dairy from their diet saying, oh, well, it's just a fad. And so I think if you're working with somebody in the medical profession or in the nutrition world that is on side in terms of the fact that you're going to see benefits from it, then it's going to make you... Um, stick to it a lot more and also make you not struggle with those kind of comments. I don't really um, give any weight. You know, I've had people in my work or in the past kind of say, oh, well, you know, you're gluten-free, gluten-free, those foods aren't necessarily better for you. They say they're more full of sugar and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't even get into it with them because I'm not removing gluten from my diet because I want to lose weight or because I just think it's a great new fad. Um, I have done it for health reasons. And so I think, um, you know, if you know that you have those reasons on your side, it's going to help you to not struggle so much with some of the negative comments and also in social situations because certainly 
if you're gluten-free, you know, you're going to show up to a party and you're going to have to think about, ooh, what can I eat? And one of the ways I always deal with that is I just bring things that I know I can eat, uh, whether it's a potluck or not. I always come with something. And same with for my kids. I always make sure that um, I have something that they'll be able to eat just in case um, there's nothing there. And also a lot of times if it's friends or family, I just ask in advance, like, oh, what are you planning to serve? Okay, maybe I could bring this and that will make it easier for our family. And, um, and then that way uh, we're ready to go and always prepared. And I think being a mom who uh, has a child with uh, life-threatening food allergies uh, makes you much more used to being prepared anyway um, because you always have to be on the lookout for allergens. So hopefully that was helpful. I'll likely do more podcasts on being gluten-free because it is um, and has been a big part of the way I've been living for a number of years now. But hopefully that's helpful. Thank you for listening. Um, And certainly if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe um, either through Podbean or through Apple. I'm going to try to get this up on a few other platforms in the next little while and see how that goes. Also, if you'd like more from me, you can visit my blog at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com and certainly follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady Gluten. Thank you and have a great week.